Hey, y'all, you're listening to Lavish Hospitality. Welcome to another podcast and welcome to the start of summer. (laughs) Okay, I know it's not uh, the middle of June or toward the end of June, but today I'm going to go pick up my boys at 1210 and summer will have officially started in the Campbell household. Um, Our boys go to traditional public school. So today they have early release. We are going to go get ice cream. We're going to go to a friend's pool. We're going to have our last piano lesson of the summer. And you know what? We'll probably do what we do every Wednesday night, and that is to get McDonald's for dinner. Um, I wanted to come on here and do do a quick solo podcast to encourage you. Um, and and y'all, you don't have to have kids starting summer to, to get something from this podcast. You can be a woman who is an empty nester. You can be a single woman. You can be a mom of preschoolers and maybe they're always at your home and they never go to school and you may feel like you never get a break. Um, you can homeschool and that might often feel like it too, but you're going into summer where you're not concentrating on school. You may have kids in year-round school. Um, So this is really a podcast for everyone, but I do think that in some ways, moms of little people who will be home for the summer might reap the most benefit. So stick with me. I pray that you will find something beneficial, especially from the Word of God during this short podcast. But first, let me give you a kind of state of affairs. It's kind of been on and off here this summer. I mean, uh, this spring. Um, I'm looking forward to August and some new podcast episodes that I've got lined up for you. Super excited. The last one I just did, if you have not listened to it with Kathy Howard, go listen to it. It has some great reminders for us as we try to study the Word of God. Um, I'm going to link some of my favorite podcasts I've listened to um, in the show notes of this episode. So if you are like, man, I've got my earbuds in the summer, I want to listen to something at the pool that will encourage me and help me along in my walk, hopefully some of those will do the trick. And my dog may start barking because there is a mama pushing a stroller. So, um, hey, this is this is life at the Campbell house, right? Um I was trying to snap my finger to see if I could get him to uh, to not bark. But hold on just a second, and I will come back. Well, we are back. You know those exciting moments when people come to your cul-de-sac, and you're a dog, and that's kind of things you live for, right? If you have a dog, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, but I wanted to share just some of those briefly. One is um, Russell Moore. Russell Moore's podcast um, about the death of his friend, Tim Keller. And there are some quotes in that podcast that I've heard before because they were episodes that he had done with Tim previous to his death. Um, The death of Tim Keller has just been a a sad thing this week. Um, Not sad because necessarily because he died, as my friend Nick Roark uh, put it about another theologian who died, but sad that we we would lose something from our life because we get no more Tim Keller. 
We get no more of his writing. We get no more of his wisdom. We get no more of his teaching. Um, I had never met Tim Keller. My husband had been to Redeemer one time and said it it was just profound and moving and different than any other service he had been to. But um, I had heard him preach on many occasions live at conferences and then, of course, his writings. Um, another podcast I would encourage you to listen to is a recording of a Sunday school lesson at a church in Fayetteville, Arkansas, um, by said Nick Roark, um, on, on C.S. Lewis and just how there are things that we don't necessarily agree on, but man, he brings so much to life if, if you do read him. And I'm grateful because even though my children go to public school, his teacher, his, um, ELA teacher in third grade, one of my sons, read aloud The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, and then showed the movie on Monday. And he had seen the movie. He didn't really love it because he's kind of scared of Aslan. And But her reading the chapter, one chapter a day, was really profound on, on my younger son. And my goal this summer is to read through the books with them. Um, if you read at a good clip, even at bedtime, you can finish the whole series. They're kids' books, so they're not long and lengthy, um, but maybe one to two chapters a night um, would get you through the series this summer. Um, those are the two that I can think of right off the top of my head that I will share, but I will also scroll through my my listening guide and just see if there's any more I want to I want to share with you, but. Um, I'm going to do a couple different things today. First, I'm going to share a quote from a friend of mine and how that came about. And then I want to just, I want to walk you through a couple pages from Prayers of Rest by a friend who's been on the podcast, Asherita Chichu. Um, she's been on the podcast. I'll link that in the show notes if you missed that one because it was an earlier episode. But she writes a guidebook for prayer. It's called Prayers of Rest. The daily prompts to slow down and hear God's voice. I love it. She just has a scripture and four ways. So so in how I teach prayer, it is adore, align, ask, and amen. So you have those four prompts that you can pray scripture. Her prompts are similar, just worded differently. So her prompts are recite God's goodness express your neediness, seek his stillness, and trust his faithfulness. So she walks through that in just a daily prompt. And it's going to be one of the books I use for my quiet time in the summer. Um, and then also want to share some of those with you of what she does. And then just pray for us as we go into summer. And I promise you this will probably be 15 minutes longer. It's not going to be a long podcast. So I hope you can listen to it whether you're in Carline for the last time, or sitting at the beach, or at the lake, or at the pool, or um, waking up early and sitting and enjoying your back porch before your kiddos get up. So anyway, the first thing I want to share is a quote. Um, There are, I'm a pretty authentic person. I mean, I, I know if you've listened to this, and if you know me personally, then you obviously know that authenticity is a mark of my life. Um, but there are a few people that 
usually I have on Marco. Marco Polo is a great app. Um, if you don't use it, highly recommend it. <laughs> um, or in person that I will share some things with that get a little bit, a little bit deeper in, into my spiritual life, my walk as a wife, my walk as a mom, my walk as a daughter of the King. And one of those friends um, heard me say earlier this week that, that I was kind of mourning my freedom of, of having basically five days a week where from eight until four, I can really do whatever I want, whether it's work, record a podcast, read, run errands, do discipleship, uh, work on Bible studies, watch NCIS in the middle of the day, um, clean my kitchen, cook whatever I want, travel for the day. I mean, go on a day road trip, eight hours. You can get a lot of places in eight hours. Um, just kind of mourning that freedom for the next two months and having to deal more with the long days of sibling rivalry and disobedience and, and stuff like that. Just the not quite so fun parts of parenting. And this person texted me this morning and I'm going to quote her of what she said, but not give you her name. Uh, I, I told her I would, I would like let her remain anonymous. She said, it is okay to mourn the loss of freedom for a season even if that season will be full of other good things. And I am going to pull that out and quote that and put it on Instagram for, for y'all to, to see and remember. And I'm going to even say it again right now because it was beautifully written and exactly what I needed to hear. It is okay. It is okay, y'all. It's okay. Don't let... Don't let um, anyone else tell you that it is not okay. Because I have been in church situations where I have been made to feel sinful and, and ashamed and less of a mom and less of a person and not, not a maturing Christian and all these things because I have felt this way. So um, hear that. Hear this grace. It is okay to mourn the loss of freedom for a season, even if that season will be full of other good things. And then as I was, I responded to that and she responded this way, said, don't carry the grief so closely that your hands can't hold the season you're in. And I said that, that second part, that is the part of the truth that I want to walk in more this summer. Get over my grief, not saying it's it's not going to be maybe a part of, of every day for the next two and a half months, but um, hold on to that so loosely that I can grip with profound grace and amazement and thankfulness the season that God is giving me 10 weeks with my boys, 10 weeks. I get them. They're halfway through this season that I get them anyway. But I need 
God's help daily to remind me that my boys are more important than my ability to be able to run an errand and not worry about if they're destroying the house because I left them at home for 30 minutes or that I'm having to correct for the 16th time that day or I'm exhausted by the time I crawl into bed at 8.30 at night. So let me real briefly just re- just re-say, restate those things that my friend said because I really do pray that you will take these into the summer. It is okay to mourn the loss of freedom for a season, even if that season will be full of good things. But don't carry the grief so closely that your hands can't hold the season you are in. Um, And this applies, you may be starting a new season of a job. You may be still walking through a season of infertility. You may be questioning of whether you should homeschool or keep your job or the, all these things. You may be walking through a season of deep, profound grief of a loss of a parent or the loss of a child or the loss of a dream. Um, God is the God of that grief, too. He can walk with you through it. He is faithful. And I pray that that is an encouragement to you. Um, so there's there's a section of Asherita's book. It's called House Prayers. And she just prays these four things. The recite God good, God's goodness, express your neediness, seek his stillness, and trust his faithfulness. She um, brings those into each room of the house. And I just want to, to read a few of those that may apply to, um, especially this summer. So... In my, in my house, the kitchen is the place that we need to clean daily because we use it the most. We often eat out as well. I'm trying not to do that as much. like to make snacks and stuff and cook and bringing my boys into the kitchen the summer more will be great. But um, I just want to choose one of those that she does in the kitchen chapter or the, on the kitchen page and then I'll move to another part of your house. Says if it, this is from Matthew ten forty two, and if anyone gives even a cup of cold water to the to one of these little ones who is my disciple, truly I tell you that person will certainly not lose their reward. And if your kitchen is busy like mine, and you wonder, man, I'm washing the dishes for the eightieth time today because they get a new glass all the time, or they grumble and complain about the food I make because it's not exactly what they want, or maybe you have picky eaters, or maybe you're trying to help your kids know what good eating habits are for the future, whether they're, they have a right ordered relationship with food. Anyway, it says, seek his stillness. This is the third part of her prayer. It says, consider the people you serve here, whether it's yourself or your friends or your family, your kids, Consider the people you serve here, recognizing God's image in each of them. Each of our, every person is an image bearer of God, everyone as a human being. But you'll see that closer, I hope, in the people you live with, whether it's your husband or or your kids or a roommate or your parents. Recognizing God's image in each of them. Let his presence energize you for the ongoing task of feeding your family each day 
with joy and gladness, not with drudgery and oftentimes I find myself fussing at my boys because they're being ungrateful for what I've done or they're grumbling because they have to unload the dishwasher or put their plate in the sink and they slam it in there. I'm like, y'all are so ungrateful. And I'm like, oh, well, so am I. Like, I'm ungrateful for your attitude right now. And I'm mostly ungrateful for you because I think I should be rewarded for cooking you dinner. <laughs> so anyway, um, that <clears throat> that is one. The other one I want to read from is her page on kids' rooms. Right now, currently, my boys share a room because the younger has asked the older to do that. And so we technically have a guest room, but they share a room. And my plan is to sit in there each night and read to them over the summer. But um, I want to I want to read her express your neediness to um, in light of this kids room. First is the verse she shares. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. That's third John four. Um, she says, express your neediness. Lord God, give me wisdom and discernment to disciple each of my children in love and grace. Redeeming my my yeah, sorry about that. Redeeming my sincere but flawed efforts. Continue pursuing each of them with your love until they surrender wholly and completely to you. Grow them in healthy bodies, in wise minds, and in humble service, that they would love you and delight in you with every fiber of their being all the days of their lives, and to love others well. This is um, something I need to pray for my boys. Even if I just take that little thing, write it on a three by five card and put it in my mirror as I'm brushing my teeth in the morning, which I usually do with my younger son um, after fussing with him about why he needs to brush his teeth um, and just rehearse that to myself. And then her last one is trust his faithfulness, which I think we all need to be reminded of if we are parents or have other loved ones who don't know Christ. Lord, thank you for entrusting our children to us for this short season. So I entrust them into your care and thank you that you will be faithful to complete the good work in them long after they leave our home and that your spirit will go with them and you will continue your sanctification until we are all with you in paradise. I'm going to close that there and, and pray. I wanted to keep this short. It'll be 20 minutes so you can listen to it wherever, but I wanted to keep it short because I know summer is a precious time and I'll be back this summer with just some random podcast. And then I'll be back in August um, for a more normal rhythm of weekly podcast. So Father, thank you for, for another year of school. Thank you for growing our children. Thank you for how you have remained faithful. Like you have said, you've given us energy to meet each day as we go into a new season. May we live with the comfort that you are in us with us in our grief, and you are the the giver of good gifts, of time with our children. May we not wish it away. May we hold it uh, just with joy and gladness and walk with them and see what you're doing in their lives and find joy and laughter. And may they make core memories of just being a family 
and being loved by their parents and being loved by a great God who will make all things right at his roar. Um, and we thank you for being, for being Aslan, the great and kind King in Jesus name. Amen.